everyone. Welcome to Prep Zone Podcast. I'm so happy to have you with me today, the lacrosse head coach, Coach Will. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks so much for being here. Of course. Listen, uh, before we get, uh, I don't think you need my introduction, you know, but uh, I do want to run a little bit through your uh, your background, which is impressive. So you're entering your sixth season as a Staples head coach for lacrosse. Yep. And you you have uh, gotten two state titles back to back. It was the first at all. Uh, for the programs. That's really impressive. Uh, in 2022, you were uh, named the U.S. Lacrosse Connecticut Coach of the Year. In 2021, you were the FCI Coach of the Year. 2022, an inside lacrosse number one public schools program in the nation. That's for Staples, right? That's fantastic. Um, you were a defenseman at UPenn, Ivy League. Yep. Uh, you were all, uh, also an LSM captain, and you were a two-time Ivy League team. Yep. Uh, you, paid, you played professionally in Major League Lacrosse from 2012 to 2019. I was the Chesapeake Bayhawks and the Rochester Rattlers. So I think you're the first professional athlete I have on the program. That's <laughs> very, really, very it's nice. really, I'm really excited about that. Former, former. Uh, former. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, uh, you grew up in Long Island. Yep. You, played, uh, you're in, you played for the nationally ranked St. Anthony's High School. You were senior captain and two-time all-CHSSA defenseman. You currently live uh, in New Canaan. That's with correct. With your wife, KC. Your son, Trip and Grady. And Grady. Yeah, young, young, young one, too. Yep. Is that about cover it? That's everything. That's plenty. <laughs> oh, that that's amazing, Coach. It it's uh, so great to have you here. Uh, we're so excited, and I mean, I want to kick it off by asking about the back-to-back titles. You came in, um, and you know, you, you, we were talking a little bit before you said about building the program, and talk a little bit about how those titles came around and your fondest memories of those two titles. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it was a building process. You know, from day one, the focus was to create a championship culture. Um, you know, and so it was a building process. And I think, you know, the class of 2019, that senior class was my first year. Um, and we were a, a good, solid team that year. Um, but we were kind of learning how to do things together and how to do things the way that, you know, myself and Steve Anderson, who's our associate head coach, the way we wanted to run things on the offense and defensive end. So uh, that year was a little bit of figuring out what we were good at and, you know, kind of how we were going to change things in season. Um you know, we wound up losing to Darien in the state semis, which at that, you know, we upset Ridgefield in the first round of the states, which was a great, uh, great win for us. And then the following year, you know, obviously as COVID hits and the whole season is canceled and, and we had a great senior class that year. You know, some guys that were starters for us for the, the previous year, a couple guys that were start a guy that was started as a freshman. Um, and we we're looking at that 2020 season as a, a really good opportunity to take the next step. Um, you know, follow that up with 2021. We, you know, that year, I want to say we're 15 and five that season. Um, you know, we advanced to the FCAC championship for the first time in program history. Um, you know, we get blown out by Darian in that game. And I think, you know, looking at those three years, um, the amount of work that the class of 2020 that year they put in in the off season leading, you know, what, what we were hoping for was going to be a fantastic spring. I think those three years built into the culture that we wanted to, to have and led directly to the the championship success in 22 and 23. Yeah, I mean, we had, I think it was a super fans here, and they talk about, I think it was uh, the rugby team uh, that was uh, went to, and you guys were down on that final coming back up, and he was thinking, I think it was the guys from, they were from out of the country. Yes, yep, yeah, yeah right? so uh, it was, I believe oh, that's that from story? the, I believe that's the Darien game, yeah. um, which we wound up at one point in the second quarter, this was last season, uh, being down 8-1 to one in the second quarter uh, against Darien. The rugby team 
they had a team from South Africa. Yeah, I South believe Africa. it was like a collegiate team or a hybrid high school collegiate team. Uh, they came to the United States. They were practicing and, and playing a game against our rugby team. Um, and it just you know kind of happened that the rugby team wanted to show them you know what lacrosse is, a sport they really had never seen before. Um, and so there was actually a pretty packed crowd for that one you know, on top of the normal fans that were showing up. Um, so that was a, a loud and, and rowdy game in the stands. Um, we wind up, you know, scoring three goals before halftime. We make it eight, four at half and then just kind of chip away in the second half. We wind up winning that game, you know, again, after being down eight, one in the first half. And it was just kind of a surreal moment to make that comeback. And, you know, the, again, the, the crowd was pretty wild that day. Yeah, I know because the guys are here and they said, well, you know, the, the team from South Africa, the first thing they said, that was the most exciting thing they've experienced live, <laughs> you know, for them. So that that was awesome. Um, I also, you know, when I look at the lacrosse program, I mean, the lacrosse in town has grown tremendously. And I think that's due a lot to the success that you've had. Because I think the kids, as they started at any sport in town, they're always looking to play at the high school level. There's nothing like representing your school, right, and play for, the, uh, for that. And w- talk about what kind of work have you done at the lower levels to kind of build the program up that you've benefited from at, at the high school level? Yeah, th- that's the lifeblood of our high school program is our youth program. And we're fortunate you know, even in the year, the couple of years before I got here, there was great leadership in the youth program, great coaches in the youth program, you know, our, our 22 and 23, the, the championship senior classes. I mean, those teams had a ton of success in the youth program before I even got to town. Um, you know, on top of that, the current leadership we have is, is fantastic with a couple of the, the dads in town that run mm-hmm. our youth program. Um, and then I think the biggest thing has been a combination of our high school coaches coaching in the youth program. We do, um, I want to say we have 10 coaches on the varsity staff or the high school staff this year. Um, Of those 10, I think nine of them will coach a youth team this spring. Um, So it's a direct connection between our high school program. In addition, our high school players are are coaching high school or are coaching at the youth clinics throughout the year. Um, You know, so I think it's, it's done a nice job of having the high school coaches, the high school players going down and working with the youth players automatically gives them kind of a a role model uh, that they want a position they want to aspire to be. You know, when I when I interviewed for the job, you know, Evan Zinn was kind of the star player, was the star player for Staples High School. And I said, I want the youth kids to wear number 11 because Evan Zinn wears number 11. Right. And that's that was my mindset when I took the job. And we've tried to do everything we can to make our players relatable to the youth players, to get the youth kids around our high school guys as much as possible. And, you know, doing that kind those kinds of things in the the youth season uh, in the offseason clinics has been huge for us. It has, because I do remember I had experience with the rec soccer and my son was at rec at the time, my older one. And when the high school kids came and spent a game with them, right? And there was like a little article, there's like a, a photo. To this day, they still like remember that game. That was the most exciting game ever. Yep. So I, I think that and you're doing a good job of letting the kids know that they are role models for the kids who are growing yep. up and coming out. And the winning obviously helps. <laughs> right? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely helps. Uh, so, Coach, uh, talk about you're coming off back-to-back championship uh, seasons. What's the expectancy you look at this season realistically for you? I mean, I think, you know, from day one, the goal was that we want to compete for a championship every single season. You know, the last two years we've won states. This year I think we've got our sights set on repeating again as, as state champs and, you know, really going after the first FCAC program, or the FCAC championship in program history. Um, that's something that's a big goal of ours. Um, you know, one of the things we're talking about this offseason is that, the FCAC this year and or last year was the first year of, of tiers. So there's a tier one, tier two in boys lacrosse. We are in tier one with Darien, New Canaan, uh, Wilton, Ridgefield, and Greenwich. Uh, the okay. six of us make up tier one. We are the one program in tier one that hasn't won a state ch- or a FCAC championship 
at this point. So that that's a big goal for us is to kind of check that box um, that we haven't yet. Yeah. It's interesting because the FCX actually less in the state. So you got two bigger <laughs> titles like you're chasing the mid title there, right? Yeah. Uh, and I know that you have quite a few division one athletes on your yeah. on your squad. Um, when you look at, at you know these guys where division one athletes are you know even the juniors now coming in is some are juniors right? I think your goalie is junior yep. Josh is, is is junior Adams a junior right yep. Max is senior he's going but uh, talk about how many how many division one athletes you have and how, and do you coach them a little differently than everybody else um, I, I think we're very lucky we've got a lot of kids that are coming through the program that when they come into the high school as freshmen are saying coach I want to play college lacrosse I want to find a way to get to that level. And the nice part is they've seen other guys have that success. Um, I wouldn't say we coach at, at, you know, the kids that want to play college ball differently than the ones that don't. Um, you know, we kind of hold, we hold the whole group to really high standards. Um, you know, but we've been, again, we've been very fortunate. We've got uh, you know, a couple of guys you mentioned. We've got Ben Burmeister going to Notre Dame, well. Max Marilla to Providence. Uh, in our senior class, we've got Charlie Inone to RIT, Cisco Salado uh, to Gettysburg, um, a couple other guys, you know, across D1 right. to D3. Um, you know, it's just, has been a really nice shift in the mindset of a lot of our guys that they are aspiring to go play at the next level. And, you know, you turn on college games right now and you can see Henry Dodge lighting it up for UVM as a starting faceoff guy. You can see Gabe Chinitz as the second long stick midfielder for Bryant university. Uh, Mikey Nealon, who was our you know, stud all American for us last year. He's traveling for Maryland. He walked onto the Maryland lacrosse roster, which I think they were ranked number four or number three in the country right now, probably number four. Um, he walked onto that team and he's traveling to every road game, which in the college level, there's guys that don't travel. And he walked onto the team as a freshman and you know, he's up in Syrac up at Syracuse playing in the dome this past weekend. Right. And so I think those guys, you know, then, then there's a couple other guys that came before them uh, as well. Those guys showing the younger guys that it can be done. And then you can go into college and have success in college um, as a, as an athlete and as a lacrosse player. I think a lot of our younger guys are looking at that as like, they want to get on that path too. So as someone that, Played, you know, you played um, Division One. You played in Ivy League. You played always professionally. Yep. So, anything different that you see, and and, and how do you kind of help them through this process? Because obviously, you've gone through it all. What's yep. your biggest advice to someone who's <laughs> like, you know, they look at you like, well, he did it. You know, he can probably show me how to do it. And I'm sure you can, but like, what's the biggest advice? Is there anything? That, is there a secret sauce, or is it just work? Uh, I don't know that there's a secret sauce, you know, obviously the, the experience does help. And, and, you know, there's a lot of situations that come about, whether it's the off season training or the player development or the recruiting process or, you know, things like that, how to, how to navigate the lacrosse landscape, which my personal experience does help with, um, you know, each year I kind of say, you know, I was in your shoes not that long ago and it gets longer and longer. <laughs> and, you know, when I first started doing this right out of college, it was, you know, guys, I was just like, you, you know, a couple of years ago now it's, uh, you know, 15 years ago, but, um, you know, but still my personal experience has helped in that regard. And the secret sauce really is, um, more than anything, I think it's an inner drive of the player. Uh, the, the, the kid has to want it. He wants to put in the work because he wants it. All right. I've seen a lot of kids that the parents sometimes want it more than the kid does. Um, and that kid, you know, maybe is putting in the work, but it's not because it's coming from in here. Um, and that kid we've seen burnout. We've seen that kid, you know, go off to play college ball and say, this is not for me. Um, but the guys who wind up on that path to going playing, you know, I consider division three at really high level. There's not that many totally programs agree. out there. Totally um, you know, guys that wind up going on to play in, in college, it, a lot of the times, or most of the times, the secret sauce is that it comes from inside their own inner drive that puts them on the wall that has them shooting on their own. 
you know, we, you know Ben Bur- Burmeister, one of our captains, you know, he was out on the football field shooting after the football game ended on Friday Night Lights this past fall, right? So the game would end, the lights stay on till whatever time they shut off, and he's like, this is great time for me to jump on the field, and he'd go out there and shoot, right? And that's not because his parents told him to do that, that's not because I told him to do that, right? But that came from him, right? And there's a reason why he's one of the most sought-after recruits in the country is I want to say he was ranked like 34th or 35th best player in the class, in the senior class in the whole entire country. Amazing. And that's a reason because he's got that inner drive. Yeah. And now you mentioned it. So Ben is a captain. So who are your captains this year? Talk about them a little bit. And what do you look at as the role as a captain in the team other than being a great player? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's we, when we vote for captains, we talk about what we're looking for in captains, right? And we say it's not a popularity contest and it's not the best players on the team. We want guys who are going to lead our program the right way. Uh, this year, we've got Ben Burmeister, who we've we've talked about, um, who was an All-American last year as a junior. We've got Max Murillo. Uh, he's going to go to Providence. He's you know the, a stud football and lacrosse player. Um, to uh, Cisco Salado uh, is our face-off guy, one of our face-off guys, um, and arguably the hardest-working guy in our program. Um, and then we've got... Uh, Josh Marcus is a junior, a junior captain, um, which is, you know, pretty rare and unique is, is pretty awesome. So Josh is our starting goalie, um, is our starting goalie in the state championship game his freshman year, his sophomore year, hopefully two more state championships to go. Um, and then, uh, Sammy Petrosino, um, who's a, a star defenseman for us. He was all FCAC, all state last year, uh, covered the other team's top player, uh, for us last year as a junior, he's back. Um, you know, obviously he's going to play Trinity uh, for football, Potentially some lacrosse maybe uh, in the picture there if, if the coaches allow. But, um, you know, those those five guys are our captains. I think what I love most about our captains this year is they have a variety of leadership styles. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I think you need to have in a, a group of captains. If all of the captains, you know, and this year we have five. Some years we've had three. Right. You know, we've had a mix. If you have a group of captains that lead the same way, it gets very monotone. It kind of loses its... Um, effectiveness with the group Uh, but we have captains that lead by example Uh, on the field we have guys that lead by example in the weight room we have guys that are vocal leaders right that know the pulse of the team the pulse of the program know what to say at the end of a a workout right what the team needs to hear what the guys need to hear we have guys um, that put in the the film work and the film study guys that meet with our coaches outside of what we're all we're doing as a team um, and so we have a variety of different leadership and like a rah-rah locker room leader, right? right. We've got, we've yeah, got yeah. all of that with those captains. And then, you know, the cool part about our, our program is we always look at the guys who are next, next guys up. And we've got a handful of guys that in other programs might be captains or if a couple of these guys weren't in our program would be captains. Um, and that lead, the leadership from those guys, I think, makes or breaks your team. And, and we've been talking about that for years. For sure, it it's like um, they said. The, you know, it's never just one person, right? There's a lot of things that contribute to a championship season. You've had two, so they say three is a dynasty, right? <laughs> so uh, you look, you're looking down here as like, uh, you know, into history. Uh, but you know, you, you mentioned the FCAC. You you mentioned uh, you know the goals for this year. Um, when you look at player development, right? Someone who's maybe like playing eighth grade now at the rec levels. What's your biggest advice to them? As someone that, you know, they're going to be coming to all the games, following you guys, and they're like, well, I want to get there. What's the biggest advice? To a youth player? Yeah. Yeah, so to youth players, I would say one of the biggest pieces is when you're putting in your extra work outside of practice. Number one, you got to show up to practice ready to go, right? And your coach is going to put you through drills, and that's kind of like the basics of being part of a team um, and being part of a program, especially if you have aspirations to succeed at the high school level. 
never mind, you know, forget the, the college level, even if you want to succeed in high school, you've got to show up to practice ready to go and ready to pay attention to what the coaches are teaching. Um, but outside of that, the, the development and the work you do outside of practice has to be intentional. Um, I see a lot of guys, a lot of kids, um, you know, in our high school program, uh, as well as in the youth program, right? You go to the field and shoot and they're doing, or they go to the field to work and they're doing things that are unrealistic to what they're going to do in a game. They're out there. Let's say, you know, you're, I've seen guys that are defensemen. You watch them go out to the field and practice and they're shooting for half the time they're out there. And you're like, okay, over the course of the season, this defenseman might have five shots, 10 <laughs> shots. If he's really dynamic getting down right. the field but he's going to cover a guy the whole rest of the game, right? The, the whole time he's playing the game, he's going to be covering somebody. So we should be focusing a little bit more on that. Um, not necessarily as fun as shooting, but um, again. You're being intentional, like you just said. You're being intentional, right? Yeah. And then the same thing goes for a shooter, right? An offensive guy. If he's going to shoot, I want those reps to be realistic, right? And so a lot of times, you know, kids will pick up a bag, uh, go out there with a bag of balls, scoop up a ball and just rip it into the net, standing still and just shooting the net a hundred times and say, well, that was a great workout, right? And it's like, in the game, you might get that shot a couple of times, but you're also going to need to be on the run. You're also going to need to be rolling back to your left hand, right? And, and just going at a speed that you would use in a game, right? And yeah. I'm not saying you can't ever go slow in these drills, but you've got to build up yeah. to get to that, um, that point where, again, where your reps are intentional to get you prepared for what you need to do when the game time comes. Yeah, but that, that's a good point, right, about being intentional and, and just doing everything that's like, is this really going to help me in the game? Yep. Right? Is this gonna, yep. So that, that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and sorry, well, no, one no, other thing, though, one other thing too, that, that I just, as you're talking, I was thinking of is, um, you know, from, from my, our, our first season at Staples, um, we, we did talk about a lot in practices at the high school level of, of you don't know which rep in practice is going to be the one that wins the game. You don't know which rep is going to be the one you need to be able to do, what skill we're working on, what man up, what man down. You don't know which play is going to be the one that comes up in the fourth quarter of the championship game, right? That we've got to make this play, or you've got to be able to catch that ball and put it in the net, or you've got to be able to make this slide and recovery better than their offense can execute against it, right? And so we talk about that a lot uh, in practices when we see the energy or the effort is a little low, or we're kind of like walking through, kind of going through the motions. We remind the guys like, you don't know if that drill we just did at half speed is going to cost us in this game on Saturday, right? Yeah. We don't know. Maybe it won't, but maybe it will, right? And we, we don't want to put that up to chance. Yeah, and that's and that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I've had you know a few guys who were coached by you, and we've talked in interviews or here, and they all they always talk about how the practice like prepares you so that when you get to the game, you've seen it. So to your point, that's exactly it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and we run our practices like a college runs their practices. Right. And that was my our mindset. Myself, Steve Anderson, you know, John Marcus, is one of our other coaches. Um, you know, the three of us have been together since we got to Westport. Um, our mindset has always been right. Make the practices to prepare for the games, to run it like a college program. We lift like, you know, pretty close to a college mm -hmm. program in a weight room that looks like a college weight room. Um, and we, you know, we watch film. We have scouting reports. We chalk talk the way that my college team right. did, the way, you know, some of the times with, with the professional teams I was on, like that's the level we practice at. Um, and, you know, hopefully part of the mindset is to win in high school. But the other part of the mindset is to set the guys up that want to play college to have that experience that they are coming from a program that is preparing them for the next level too. It's as you're talking through my mind, it's like, you know, these kids realize how much, how, how, how privileged they are to have you guys <laughs> that are doing this, right? I mean, it's really amazing. It's really, really amazing. I mean, and, you know, as, as you look back at this last, and I always, 
like to ask like an outside story. Mm. Anything that that you know, can be this year, last year, you know, I mean, last year or the, the, the year before, a story that kind of maybe a practice or something that kind of in your mind went, we're going to win it. <laughs> Was there like a moment? So our first championship in 2022, um, we beat Ridgefield in the semifinals of the, uh, over at Fairfield U uh, in overtime. It was an unbelievable game. Um, and then the next, I want to say it was two or three days. We had two or three days of practice before the Darien game. And following the first practice, we, the coaches met afterwards like, if we play like we just practiced, we are going to win this game, right? And then the next day was even better than the day before, right? And people were asking me, Coach, how do you feel going up against Darien for the state championship? What's, what's, you know, what's the mindset? How is the team? I was like, if we play in the game on Saturday or Sunday, it was a Sunday that year. If we play in the game on Sunday, uh, the way we've practiced these last couple of days, we will win this game. Um, and, and so that was one point where we just kind of felt a culmination of everything we had worked on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know what it is exactly, but our guys get laser focused come the playoffs, right? And it's, it's maybe it's backs against the wall. Right. Maybe it's right. Like this game ends and it's over. Um, you know, that, those kinds of things. Um, We've, we've been able to turn it on in the playoffs, especially the state playoffs the last two years where you know, I don't think in either of them we were necessarily the favorite to win even just that game, but you know, kind of getting all the way through the playoff bracket both years, we just kind of stepped up and the boys played phenomenally. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to change a little bit. I think that a lot of people are going to look at you guys got going to have a target, about, which is good. I think you we want to, right? Yep. You want people to come in and say, this is kind of my Super Bowl, right? I mean, yep. I, need, I need to beat these guys, you know, to prove myself. Uh, and... Now, a funny story about any of these teams. Anything you can share that, like, you know, that it was, like, different, uh, like a funny practice, a funny story that kind of embodies the spirit of, you know, of your culture, and it's, it's just, like, a, something that was, like, made the team laugh, or anything <laughs> crazy like that. that it's not too crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that, and I think the audience yeah. likes it. The, the, it's almost like the behind the scenes of yeah. the title. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's anything that's specific that stands out. Yeah. I do think... I do think our coaching staff and our players have a really good balance of working incredibly hard, but having fun while we do it. Um, you know, we have great relationships. I feel like we have great relationships with our players as coaches. Um, you know, one of the cool things that we did last year, uh, maybe this kind of leads to what you're hoping yeah, to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things we wound up doing last year, right, is kind of, I don't know, let's say a third of the way through the season we kind of felt like we were taxing the guys too much and it wasn't as fun as it needed to be. Um, and so we, we had a, uh, a handball, a practice that we played handball, which was like <laughs> home run. Everybody right. loved it the best. That was awesome. Uh, and from that point on, we had our, our, most of our coaches walked up, you know, so we practice up at Wakeman, uh, um, you know, Bedford middle school, the Wakeman turf field up there. And then we walk up to practice and back to the locker room every day. So, in past years, we had dr- the coaches drive, you know, we finish our meeting, drive up to practice, and then after practice, drive back. And last year, kind of at that point, we were like, you know what, let's just walk with the team. Let's just talk to these guys, right? We're like, we felt like the team was pretty stressed, uh, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. And we're like, we just need to walk to and from practice and talk to a different guy every day and kind of like make it back to that fun atmosphere, that fun environment that 
when they started playing lacrosse, that's yeah. what it was for. It wasn't to, you know, now hopefully our kids are dreaming about that, but like right. you played lacrosse cause it was fun and you yeah. did it with your buddies. Right. And that's why I started playing lacrosse. And then along the way, your goals change as you get a little older, but we wanted to kind of bring it back to that. So I think that was like a little bit of a turning point for us last year. Um, it was kind of that shift off of, and the year before it was kind of the opposite where our captains, we went to them after a tough loss. I forget which, which one it was, but after a tough loss mm-hmm. and we're like, guys, we have gone at you guys every day. You guys have risen to the challenge every day. We're kind of beat up from the game. Do you guys want to light practice today? Or do you want to go double down on our mentality, right? And double down on how hard we work. And the captains looked at each other and they turned and they said, we want to go hard today. Like, don't give us the easy practice. Give us the hard one. And that's one of the cool things, I think, as a coach, you've got to kind of feel that out in your teams each year because yes. each year is going to be different. Um, and that's one of the best things I think our coaching staff is, is top notch. Um, you know, I mentioned Steve Anderson and John Marcus. We've got Matty Jackaleff, um, who you know yeah. very well, coaches yeah. football and lacrosse. Um, and he is a total stud. He didn't know a thing about lacrosse, never really? played it, never. I don't know. I don't think he ever watched it uh, until we hired him. Um, but I just watched him interact with football coaches. I watched him interact with um, the football players. And I just said, this is a guy that needs to be in my program. And I will teach him lacrosse, but I can't teach him to be the role model he is. I can't teach him to be the person he has, the energy, the contagious energy and juice that he has every day. Um, And then his attention to detail as he's learned lacrosse uh, has been phenomenal. And then, um, you know, Kyle Hines, who actually was a captain in 2020, uh, he's back and and coaching with us. Um, He's helping out Steve uh, on the offensive end. And then this year we'll be adding Donnie Macaluso, who's also a captain in 2019, um, he's back and he's going to be, he was working with our JV team last year. He's going to be working with the varsity group this year. So, um, I think our coaches, we've got a phenomenal staff and, and, uh, do a great job of kind of feeling the team. It is. I mean, it's a big staff. It's almost as big as a football squad. That, that's awesome. That's yeah. really, really good. It, it speaks volumes of the growth of the program. I mean, and how great you guys have done. So, um, as we close here and if we sit back here, you know, towards the, the end of the uh, beginning of the summer, end of your season, yeah. Anything other than a state championship, is there a disappointment? What, 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 we talked about your goals, but how do you view a season from a, from a head coach standpoint of the cross team as a success or a failure? Yeah, I, I think, number one, we want to get better every single day, right? And that, that was you know, one, one of the things from the very beginning, from myself as a player, right, and then as a coach, right, the mindset has always been to get better every single day, to have no wasted days, right? And right. You know, sometimes those days are losses, games you lose, but you learn a lot from them, right? I can I can name them every single year. Our first year, we lost to Glastonbury, right? And we've had success against them the last couple of years, but we lost to Glastonbury 8-10 to 10 at Staples in the rain, I don't know, probably third or fourth game of the season. Mm-hmm. And from that day, we learned a lot about what they were really good at and what we weren't good at. And, and you know, they wound up possessing the ball and doing things, you know, a little differently, and, and we – lost the game because they were better prepared than us for that game. And they did things that, you know, we weren't ready for. Um, and so we learned a lot from that. we lost to St. Anthony's last year in a blowout. Um, you know, we wound up doing a lot of things that they did on the field. We wound up adding that into our arsenal and they exposed because they're incredibly talented with tons and tons of great players. They exposed some of our weaknesses that maybe we got by in other games. Right. And so I think that continual improvement, that daily improvement is a, pillar of our program, something we focus on uh, all the time. Um, you know, I think that's, that's, you know, the, the number one thing for us. Then you look at the success of the season. Like we want to win every game. No doubt. Yeah. We want, we want to win every game. Our schedule this year is probably the most difficult schedule Staples lacrosse has ever had. 
Um, I want to say we play eight of the top 100 teams in the country uh, from last year's rankings, uh, two in the top five. Um, so, you know, I, I think we want to win every game. But ultimately, the goal will be to win the two championships at the end of the season, right? I'm not going to say if we don't win championships, it wouldn't be a success or be a failure or anything like that. Um, you know, but our expectation is to put our best product on the field every day. We're talking about, you know, high school coaches and high school players. Crazy yeah. things happen. Injuries happen. Who knows? But um, at the end of the day, if we're continuing, continually improving and getting better, I think we'll be in a position at the end of the year to compete for a championship. Yeah, I, I think the FCAC's one of the top uh, conference in this country. Is that correct? Is it, is it the top one or one of the top? Uh, as, as, a, as, as a conference in general, it's, it's one of the top probably two or three. Yeah. Um, you know, probably, you know, within the top three. And then as a public school conference, it's, it should, it, I think it's number one. I'm maybe I'm biased. I grew up on Long Island. So I, you know, Long Island <laughs> lacrosse is pretty good, but, uh, our conference, you know, there's, there's so many teams on Long Island and different conferences in Nassau and Suffolk, but, uh, for the FCAC conference, when you look at it, I mean, that, that year we were ranked the number one team in the yeah. country, there were four teams in the top 11 public schools in the country, uh, in the FCAC. Yeah. Right. And so, Every game in the FCAC, especially in the tier one group, every game is is a is a battle. I mean, last year Ridgefield, I, I forget what their record was in the FCAC, but we lost to them in the last game of the year in the regular season. Um, you know, and and it just was an instance of where they were towards the bottom of the rankings, and we were at the top towards the top of the rankings. And you know, anybody can beat anybody in the FCAC. And, and, and that's the same thing with like all the sports. I mean, we look at basketball, same thing. I mean, the toughest yeah. matches are the ones you play with your closest friends, which is great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's great. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's been great. I, you know, I personally can't wait for this to start because it's going to be something new for me. And I'm going to tr bring our audience in. To learn. <laughs> Not that you need because I had uh, the baseball manager. He's like, well, I'm fine with lacrosse for, for talent all the time because you guys <laughs> are getting bigger and bigger. And that's a testament for the job you've been doing, Coach. So thank you very much for all that. Yep, absolutely. Right. And before we go, I want to do some quick hits here with you, uh, okay. if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to get the audience to know a little bit about uh, you uh, outside of lacrosse here. We'll see uh, what you got. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some quick questions. Kind of just say first thing you come to mind. Or, okay. Uh, all right. So morning person or night owl? Uh, morning, but I go to bed late. <laughs> bed late right. Texting or calling? Uh, constantly texting. All right. What is the last series you binge watched? Oh, well, my wife and I were watching Suits right now, which I know is super popular. Yeah. I actually watched it the first time when you it was okay. when it was on TV, uh, but we're watching Suits right now. The other thing I love is Netflix, though, all the sports documentaries. I just watched about the FIFA World Cup, the captains of the FIFA World Cup from 2022, which was awesome. And Netflix is doing such a good job with that. I know, like they did that for Formula One, kind yep. of changed the sport. Yep. They do it for yeah. tennis, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's so I, I'm with you. I love yeah, it. And, and there's a there's another one that's a um, this was I, I watched a couple months back, but uh, on coaches. So they they had NBA coaches. They had um, Dawn Staley, who's the um, South Carolina women's basketball coach. I was incredibly impressed, and she's had a ton of success. But just watching these and hearing how other coaches think, how they interact with their players. It's, it's really cool. I know we were talking about the yeah. quarterback, right? Yeah. Like seeing behind the scenes, seeing how these athletes, these elite athletes, these elite teams and programs, how they train. I watched one on rugby the other day too. Um, you know, that's kind of been my, my focus getting ready for the season is watching a lot of that's these sports, awesome. sports okay. documentaries. There you go. Yeah, I'm with you. And I definitely, I binge watch suits as well. It's a great <laughs> show. My wife and I did it together. My son was awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite type of music or artist? I would say rock and roll is, is probably my my genre, um, but I, I like good. I, what I always say when I get asked is like I like good songs. Good songs. I'm not, I'm I'm not particular. It. I'm not yeah. particular. I probably like classic rock and rock and roll, and uh, is probably tops. But if there's a good song, I enjoy it. 
Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I think the first time when I when I put like a a, a little like I think it was a '90s rap. On <laughs> yeah, the car. yeah, right. And then my son's like, "What? You listen to rap?" I said, "I was a kid once. Yeah, you don't realize yeah, that I was yeah. young once." Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, yeah. It's and that's it. Like songs that have connections to memories and exactly. times time frames in your life. Yeah, hundred percent. On vacation, beach or sightseeing? A beach. Do you have a uh, hidden talent or skill? Other than being a professional lacrosse Yeah, probably, player. probably. Not really, no. That's no. Right. Pretty lacrosse focused. He's lacrosse focused. <laughs> uh, pizza or ice cream? Both. Both. <laughs> Put pizza on the ice cream, right? Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Which superpower that you wish you had? Probably like being able to transport or yeah, fly super fast. One of those um, just for, for traveling. Uh, oh, lo yeah. Love to travel. Uh, if you could have lunch with any historical figure or anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? It's funny when you did when you interviewed Adam Udell. I knew what his answer was going to be yeah. as he's sitting there thinking. Yeah, you're thinking um, about that, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what what coach I would want to sit with to sit with because there's a handful. Um, I can't say Belichick, even though he's probably Nick Saban. Saban. I, I think. So impressive what he's done. Um, you know, and it, like he's a guy that absolutely, I think his success, you know, I'd want to sit down and, and learn about what he does and how he does it. Um, you know, one of the things I think we're working on is how do you stay at the top, right? And that's something that he's been super successful at. Yeah, to me, like, uh, and, and I'm not an Alabama guy, I'm an Ohio State guy, but, okay, you know, yeah. but at the same point, I appreciate what he did and especially how he handled losses. Right. I, I thought that like you, you, you've seen the press conference, how he talks to the kids and all that, because we as adults kind of forget these are just kids. Yeah. Right. I yep. mean, and if these mistakes are made at the professional level, I mean, you're coaching <laughs> high school kids, 16, 17 year olds. Right. Yeah. This is just going to happen. Yeah. So he handled it perfectly all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a guy that. Um, so my wife actually went to Alabama. So he's, okay. he's a guy that I've started to follow you know, a little bit more closely. Uh, just rooting for Alabama football. Right. Um, sad to see him go, but um, you know he, he's probably a guy that I think it just would be such a valuable just to hear him talk and, and pick his brain and, and learn from him. Yeah. Um, you know, in that regard, I'm so I couldn't agree more. And if you go if you could go back and relive one day in your life, which would it be? Live it or mm. watch it from afar? Well, if my wife listens, there's definitely a right answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can have two days. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, you can right, go in right. two days again. Uh, so would I rather relive it or watch it? I think I'd rather re relive it. Relive it would be, uh, uh, yeah. The wedding day is the, the appropriate answer for, right. for my wife. Um, well, if I could go relive it and change it, it would be playing in the, pro, the MLL lacrosse championship. Go back and redo it and try and win it instead of lose it. Talk about um, that game. What happened there? I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, yeah, no. I, so, so walk us through that. Yeah, my final two years in Rochester, we we made it to the championship both years and lost. Um, the one that hurts a little more was the first year. We were kind of we were ranked last in the league in the preseason poll, um, you know, and we had a, a really good brotherhood of, of guys that cared about each other a lot. And um, I was probably like year three. I think I was playing three or four. Um, you know, so it was a, kind of a building process uh -huh. being with the same guys. 
yeah, we wound up losing the, the championship um, down in Atlanta. We were playing down there. We wound up losing the championship by a goal or two, and it was just kind of like everybody was against us to start the year. We had such a great season. We built up to the championship, and, you know, we had a lead and, you know, wound up losing the last quarter of the game. We wound up giving up the lead and, and losing the game, and that's one that still stings and, you know, obviously still think about it once in a <laughs> while. But, um, you know, I've been I've been very – as a player, I was very close but never won championships. Um, but, you know, going as a coach, coaching in New Canaan and now coaching at Staples, I've been fortunate enough to be part of great teams that have won since. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, it's – this kind of experience kind of make you better, right, because you know what it takes. You've been on both sides. It kind of makes you appreciate a little more than you think. <laughs> yeah, right? absolutely. absolutely. You know how hard it is. Yep. I mean, it, it is – I mean, people – we've been fortunate here at Staples, and we have a lot of teams that win championships, right? Yep. And we're, we don't – we take it for granted, I think. It's yep. how hard it is. It, yep. it, it, it's not easy. The margins are small, right? Oh, yeah. It's like – you know, li little things cost you the game. And, you know, I look back on a couple of plays I could have done differently. Our team could have done differently. And, you know, managing the clock and things like that, you just yeah. look back on and you're like, man, if I ever get in that situation again, I know what I got to do because I failed to do right. it that time. So I just want to, and, and I want to ask you a question because I, I know yeah. that you play for Chesapeake Bay, right? Is that yep. a, the bay right in North Carolina? Or no, uh, no. Virginia? Uh, so is, is that, it was the, Annapolis. I, so the, 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 oh, it okay. is the, the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, when I played for the team, it's moved around a little bit. Now yeah. it's defunct and, and out and, you know, there's a new league, yeah. um, the PLL instead of the MLL. But so that was in Annapolis, uh, my last okay. two years playing. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I've gone through that bridge <laughs> yeah. right? and it's like, cause you go down and up, down and up. That, and it's like, I always felt like, man, this is, this, it, it's like, it's a scenic route. I don't think yeah. if you hadn't chance, I mean, I know, you know, Listen out there, if you haven't been, it's like it's really an amazing feat to see. The I Bay think. Bridge is that's right? a that's a scary bridge to drive on. Right. Once in a while, they'll have it. It's two way traffic on one side of the bridge. They need three lanes to get across instead of two, and it's then you're driving head on with other cars, uh, hundreds of feet up off the the, the water. It's it's kind of a terrifying bridge to drive on. It is like I you know I, I always liked it, but when we go with the family because we uh, you know when you go driving the Outer Banks, you kind of go through okay, that. Okay, got it. Yep. Yeah, yep. you know, and like they be nervous. My kids would always be nervous, yeah, especially yeah. when you go on the water. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And <laughs> like, and like they yeah. haven't seen the movie from uh, Stallone, the tunnel, right? When everything goes down. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they seen that. Yeah, be, yeah. be even more terrified. <laughs> even more terrified, Coach. I, I had such a great time having you here. Thank you so much. Hope to do this again towards the end. Of the, you know, once up. Uh, Towards the end of playoffs, as your time allows, I know it's going to be a very busy season, but we wish you nothing but the best of luck. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah.